understanding the value of rewards is a really important thing when it comes to dog training. And it can actually be the thing that helps you overcome a challenge that you may be having right now. Today, I'm joined with our online training director, Shannon Viljasso of the My Dog Can program. And she's going to talk to us a little bit about understanding the currency of reward that your dog loves and how to pick the right reward at the right time. And I'm not just talking about food. I'm Ken Steep, and welcome back to McCann Dogs. So I want to welcome you guys today, and with me today is our online training director named Shannon Viljasso, and she deals with all of our My Dog Can students. Now, if you uh, this is your first time on the channel, you have no idea what My Dog Can is. Shannon, can you explain to these guys what our My Dog Can online training program is? Absolutely. So My Dog Ken is essentially our grade one program. So we felt the need to get uh, get to more people to be able to access more people and help them with their dogs and with training. So we basically took our grade one program and we adapted it for an online environment. It's great for teaching basic skills. So teaching your dog to come when they're called, walk nicely with you on leash, and sit and downstay are our top priorities in that program. But the really nice thing about My Dog Ken is that we get to spend extra time with our students. We spend a lot of time discussing things in the My Dog Ken Facebook group, and we spend a lot of time going back and forth with our students over email. So the really, really nice benefit that actually was a, a, a side effect, we, we didn't really know this was going to happen, but we ended up teaching people not just how to train their dogs and those skills, but we also ended up teaching them about dog training and how dogs think and how dogs learn. So by the end of the program, they have this wonderful understanding of how those things happen and how they can continue to teach their dogs even more skills outside of the realm of my dog can. Yeah, and that brings us really nicely into the idea of using a high value reward with your dog or understanding that currency of reward. Because when we start training uh, people's dogs, we need to uh, find something that's motivating, but we need to be able to communicate with them. And in a currency that all dogs understand is a resource like food or like treats, or as we're going to talk about, it's not just limited to those couple of things. So um, today, Shannon and I are going to uh, talk a little bit about having a pay scale for your dog, you know, really finding the right reward or, or, or thing for your dog that will motivate them to be successful as well as what might be the most appropriate thing for, uh, you know, those, those very precise uh, movements, actions, um, you know, things that you want your dog to do. So uh, this was a great conversation that we had in the My Dog Can group because, uh, you know, I, I think it's valuable information for any dog owner to understand because it can actually lead for them to be lead them to be more successful in their training and may help them overcome a struggle that they might have. Now, Shannon, I know in the group that you've talked a little bit about, um, you know, having uh, your five top five rewards and and explain to, uh, you know, our uh, audience today what that might mean. Yeah, definitely. So basically, you need to have meaningful rewards for not just any dog, but specifically for your dog. And every dog is a little bit different. I like to make a list of things that I know my dog has really shown interest in. So for example, with my young dog, Ned, the first time I gave him cheese, I saw his expression change from that of, okay, I just got something to eat 
to just this glare at me like what was that that was amazing so i made a mental note right off the bat cheese might be one of those top five favorite rewards and i like to have at least five of them at my disposal they don't have to be food but if you have a really food motivated dog you might have steak at the top of the list and then cheese and then you know veggies of some sort who knows what any dog might like but If you've got a dog that's motivated by things like toys and play, those might be on your list as well. So for example, with my young dog, Ned, his list includes three items that are food and two items that are toy slash play driven. Yeah. And I really like this idea. So let's, because I think it's really important and people, you know, think that uh, they either need to feed their dog a training treat or, you know, allow them to be a wild and crazy maniac, but you can actually take advantage of those opportunities for your dog to be doing something active and something gratifying to them and use it as a reward. So this is a really important point. First, let's touch on the food idea. So um, let's talk about maybe three things that uh, you know our, our listeners uh, on our podcast or our viewers on the YouTube channel might find uh, you know super valuable for their dog and when they should use those items. Yeah, definitely. So I, I mean, watch your dog when you're working with them, when you're training with them, and give them the opportunity to try different things. See if you get one of those light bulb moments from them where you see them light up because they really, really like what it was you just gave them. Make a note of that. So uh, like I said, with Ned, cheese was an obvious one for him. But with other things, I will watch, for example, when I put down his food bowl, if I have a few different things in his food bowl, I'll watch which ones he eats first. So those kinds of things will really give you good information. You could also sort of set up a little test where you have your dog out of the room, you know, you put a, a piece of cheese here, a piece of liver here, and then maybe just a dry cookie over here, and then bring them into the room and see which one they go to first or see which one they look for more of. So they might go to the dry cookie and they might eat it. Then when they get to the cheese, they might sniff around after they've eaten that piece of cheese to see if there's any more. Those are all really good clues that your dog really, really finds that particular thing valuable. Yeah, I think that's a really important point. And the other thing, as I think of, uh, you know, having helped some students, uh, maybe they bring out a new treat and you can see the dog, you can see the response of the dog. And, you know, maybe something like uh, steak is uh, really tough if you're working on a stationary skill or something and the dog just finds it so terribly irresistible that you might set that super high value reward aside for a skill like your recall. Or yeah. something like that. You know, if you if you recognize that in your dog, you should be make. There should be an ongoing list that you're keeping track of those things that your dog absolutely loves, and then marking them down. And they may change over time as well. You, you know, it's hard to say. But- they'll change over time, and they'll change over environment as well. So you might find that at home, your dog is loving their kibble, and they'll work for their kibble no problem. But then we get people who come to class with that same kibble and the dog is completely disinterested in it. In that environment, we might give them something else to try and you see the dog just tune right in. You see that change in their interest level. You really need to make sure that the things that you're using in the tougher environments are things that your dog absolutely is willing to do backflips for because you're competing with the other dogs in the room or the squirrel out there on the street or the bird flying. You know, there's all these exciting things. You need to be able to have your dog say, I don't really care about that person on the bike because I know the good rewards come from mom or dad with me here. Yeah. 
Yeah, that, yeah, really. And I think that um, when we speak about something like the recall, it's nice to build uh, that extra value. I mean, getting to you should be, uh, you know, ha- have some sense of reward for your dog, but b- you can just build in extra motivation, extra value into those life-saving skills like, we, like our teaching your recall by using that super high value reward. I mean, you're not doing any extra work. You're just building in that greater sense of um, value for your dog. Definitely. And I always say the most important thing I've ever learned about dog training, it's a simple thing, but it is the most important thing you'll ever learn. Dogs do what's rewarding. So if they find getting to you rewarding because you have built in that value in the recall, you will end up with a great recall. If they get to you and you give them a dry cookie and they think, oh, well, that wasn't nearly as interesting as the squirrel I was chasing, next time you call, you're going to get a dog that says, no, I'm chasing the squirrel instead. Yeah. Yeah. So let's talk a little bit about uh, things other than food rewards, uh, other things that dogs might find valuable and and why you might choose those other things. So let's talk about toys, maybe, for example, um, over something like food. Yeah, absolutely. And if you have a dog that really, really likes toys, that's going to be a great one just as an innate desire. If they love toys, that's going to be a great one to just pull out and use as a reward. But it might be something that you have to build value into over time. If you have a dog that's not particularly motivated by toys initially, you can make that toy more exciting. You can make it part of your training regime by building value into that item sort of outside of the training circle. So So for example, if I had a young dog that really wasn't that excited about toys, I would make sure that every time I pulled that toy out, I had a big party. You know, I might pull that toy out and go running around the house, squealing and having fun with it by myself, throwing it up in the air, making it exciting, and then putting it away so that my dog says, hey, you know what? Fun things happen when that toy comes out. I really, really want to play and interact with that toy. And then I might bring it out, interact with them and have a fun uh, fun time, keep it short so that the dog doesn't start to lose interest and then put it away and just work a little bit on building the excitement for that item. And then you can use it as a reinforcement, as something valuable when you're working with your training. For sure. And what do you think about um, the idea? I mean, there, there may be uh, ways to reward a stationary exercise. I'm, in my, I'm just thinking about training some of these young dogs. And I might opt to use something like a food reward for a stationary skill yes. rather than a toy reward for something like the recall or something you know, that's a little bit more active and, and there's more movement in, included in that. Definitely, definitely. The stationary exercises, you want to breed in calm, which food will definitely be a better option for breeding in calm. And for our action exercises, our recall, our walking, we can add more excitement. We can add a little bit more diverse rewards for that, for sure. Yeah, and, and I'm thinking we don't, you, you, we're not as focused on precision. You know, yeah. with that stay, for example, we want to be as clear as we can for our dog, make it very black and white. And the best way we can do that is with, you know, precision rewarding, you know, being very clear and being very specific about how we reward our dog, the position that they're in, et cetera, and where the recall may include a little bit more motivation than precision, you know, other than maybe working on your ending and having a precise ending, but building motivation in because it's such an important part of that exercise. So Shannon, let's talk a little bit about the unique reward that you give to Ned. Uh, that's, you know, something people might find unusual, but he finds it so gratifying. And this is, this is so important for people to understand about their dog, those things that they find so uh, rewarding for them to do, how you built it into your training. 
Definitely. So um, Ned has one of his favorite rewards is the release cue for him to go swim. And there's actually twofold to this because he naturally loved water. He's a sporting breed, Nova Scotia duck tolling retriever, and they have an, a definite affinity for water, all things water. And right from the get-go, when I brought him home at eight weeks of age, it was clear that he absolutely loved water. And there's lots of water on the property here at work. There's some water at home. So I wanted to make sure that first off, he didn't just decide that whenever he wanted to, he could go and jump in the water because that could cause a dangerous scenario for me. But I also wanted to make sure that I used that to my advantage because I saw in him this natural love of water and this natural value for water. So what I did was I started working short repetitions of my obedience skills down close to the stream and close to water so that when he did something I really liked, for example, if I called him on a recall and he came running in, as a reward for him, I could say yes, and then tell him go swim. So now you've got this great value built in that's a natural value for the dog. And he became really, really adept at waiting for that cue. So you would almost see him twitching, thinking, oh, I'm going to go and jump in the water. I'm going to get released anytime soon. It was especially reinforcing on hot days for him. And I actually was able to use it in a different way where I carried water with me and I was able to reinforce by giving him a drink on those hot days. And that was another really rewarding thing. So sort of uh, an off the cuff, but definitely worked well for him. Yeah. And I think, you know, that speaks to, uh, for you guys that have a, that maybe your dog, it doesn't totally get into treats or doesn't really love to tug on a toy. For example, sometimes you've got to think outside the box. And, and Shannon did a really great job here at figuring out something that Ned totally loved. And I, I love the idea that he comes to you, understands that, you know, he finishes his job, whatever that thing is. And then he's rewarded by being sent, but he's not choosing to self-gratify. He's not choosing to run off to the water. Uh, you know, it's uh, on your terms, you know, you've, you, mm -hmm. he's done a great job. You've acknowledged that. And then you've sent him there. That's a really important factor that you mentioned there. Yeah. And that was actually all part of that reinforcement system where it became, I became as valuable as the water because he was waiting for me to give him permission to go and jump in the water. So it actually worked on a couple of different levels. Yeah, really, really important stuff. Now, um, I, I want to thank you for joining me today, Shannon. Uh, and if you guys want to join us in uh, our online training group, uh, My Dog Can, I'll post a link in the description below if you're on YouTube, and I'll post a link in the show notes uh, on our podcast. So you can definitely check that out. But uh, Shannon, maybe you can mention to the people what uh, right now what the people get for free they if they come and sign up for the My Dog Can program. Yeah, absolutely. So we wanted people to be able to try the My Dog Ken program. So if you go follow that link, you can sign up. There's no credit card required. You can sign up and you can actually do the first lesson of the My Dog Ken program completely free. And that covers three of the skills. It covers coming when called. So the first lesson for that, walking nicely on leash and sit and down stays. So you can actually get started with your training for free and then let us know what you think about it. We absolutely absolutely want feedback on all aspects of this training. So, you know, if you do try it for free, you're, you're more than welcome to join us for the full version, but we would also love to hear from you any details of what you thought about the program. For sure. And I mean, uh, we, we spent uh, years 
figuring out how to best apply the knowledge that was gained over, you know, 80,000. We've we trained over 80,000 dogs at McCann Professional Dog Trainers in class. So we tried, we spent a couple of years figuring out what's the best way to deliver this information so that we can see the most success so the people that had, have a lot of fun training, but also have access to professional dog trainers uh, whenever they need it. So that's one of the really great parts about uh, the My Dog Camp program. And one of the parts I enjoy because we get to see, we get to hear about some of the challenges that our students are, are working through, but we also get to see their successes. One of our students recently posted some great work on her recalls which it just looked really great. And it's so nice to see people working through that. But, you know, if you're having a struggle with something that's unrelated to training, that private Facebook group is the place to ask that because you have a bunch of people who may be in the same situation that they're encountering or something similar, but you have uh, all kinds of uh, professional dog trainers. There's several dog trainers on that group that are ready to, that have, you know, heard about this problem or can offer you some um, troubleshooting uh, advice or fix that problem, depending on what it is. Uh, in an instant. So it's that I've really had a lot of fun being in that group. Uh, and I've seen a lot of uh, great successes in that group as well. So that's, it's been a lot of fun for sure. It has been so much fun. And just to mention as well, we're also reachable by email and we are here in the office. We have professional dog trainers answering the phone all of the time. We're here six days a week and we welcome our My Dog Ken students to call the office as well to get advice over the phone if need be. So if they're not on Facebook or if they're not necessarily into the Facebook group idea, there's still all sorts of ways to get support. Yeah, that's really great. I want to thank you for joining me today, Shannon. And uh, if this is your first time on the channel, make sure you hit that subscribe button. We publish new videos every single week to help you spend some quality time with your four-legged family member. If you're currently training your dog at home, check out our grade one students playlist. It's a bunch of exercises and tips that we send to our grade one students that you might find helpful as well. On that note, I'm Ken. Happy training. <laughs>